0: This week on the podcast for new all-age comic books for the week of August 7, Disney, Disney, MLP, an Archie comic that is outside of the box and has a ring on it dear justice league and marvel action which is the better one this week and our graphic novel of the week from boom studios featuring a cartoon network property hey hey and welcome to daddy mojo it's the podcast where we'll talk about parenting all age comic books toys and more now here's your host Brave early. Thank you for tuning into the podcast this week. This is Trey with Daddy Mojo. What's happening? Happy end of summer if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're in the United States. And that's a pretty cool thing because we've been so darn busy this past summer. Man, crazy. We have uh, missed a couple of times to the comic book shop. So we're kind of playing catch up this week because we introduced a rating system over the summer, but we haven't really had time to talk about it, because sometimes I get some queries like, hey, what's a good comic book for this age, or I've got a girl who's in middle school, or I've got a kid, pre-K kid, what's good for them? So I I broke it down really, really simply on the website, and if you go to daddymojo.net, look for any of the all-age comic book uh, posts, you'll see it in depth, but here it is in a nutshell, basically pre-K. Pre-K is any of those crawlers, toddlers, and early walkers, ages 2 through 5. There's E for, of course, elementary. Anybody in elementary school is going to enjoy this book, this comic book, this graphic novel, whatever it is. Then there's LE. That's lower elementary. Lower elementary school readers, these are kids who are 4 to 8. These kids are going to enjoy this book. And there's a handful of those because there's a break right in the middle of middle school, right in the middle of elementary school. Where some kids, it some comic books and some books and some properties, they go right up to that age and then they stop. So that's lower elementary. There's also upper elementary for those readers who are nine and up. And I promise you, when you look at the books and the properties that all of these reach out to, they will make sense if, you've, if you're a parent with an elementary school kid. Uh, M is for middle school. These are readers who are 12 and up. And H is for high school. And we'll, we'll, do, some cool, we'll do some cool high school books. <laughs> but they're mainly going to be the ones that, that fly under radar. Because most of the comic books and graphic novels that we don't cover could easily be classed as an H. Uh, H for high school. So we're going to zip through some of these. Let's start out with the graphic novel of the week and this one we utterly love as a property it's ben 10 uh do you have cartoon network do you have the app if you stream everything ben 10 is really a great solid entertaining show um it's great for kids in elementary school who can handle a little bit of action like there's early elementary school kids they may not like the cartoon because it's got it does have some action but it's not going to be too much for those kids who are 7 those 5 year olds it might be a little too much however this week has a new original graphic novel from boom studios it's ben 10 original graphic novel volume 1 it's called For science the price point on this can't be beat with a stick it's only 6.39 and this one uh it talks all about the omnitrix And it's kind of a a get-to-know-ya, Ben, with a little bit of science. But it's still going to be for the fans. Uh, And who is this going to be good for? Those elementary school kids and those middle school kids. And even though it's a younger-skewing show, you you think, oh, elementary school kids will enjoy it, that means middle school kids won't. That is not true with this show. Because it's got enough action and it does have enough humor um, that kind of floats under the radar that those middle school kids will like it. It's Ben 10, original graphic novel for science, and wow, what a price point. <laughs> 6 dollars Great deal, that is. Next up, we're going to take a look at two superhero books uh, for different reasons. Let's first take a look at this one. This is Dear Justice League, and Dear Justice League is a graphic novel. It's brand new. We checked it out today. We didn't buy it. We just kind of thumbed through it. <laughs> just to see what it was and see if it is any good. It's Dear Justice League. It's kind of like a Dear Diary. What it is, it's talking about the the heroes in the DCU and the Justice League. They answer fan mail from hypothetical kids uh, in a contest that was held in the USA. Um, It's a good graphic novel, but it's really young skewing. It's younger skewing than you think it would be. And it's really light on words. Uh, It's a really simple book to read. Uh, Case in point, we have a nine-year-old who's a great reader, fabulous reader. He thumbed through it, and he was like, eh, not, not really my scene. So to that end, we'll say it's upper elementary and middle school. If you've got a kid that wants some superhero reading, that's just for fun, but not much reading. Check that out. It's Dear Justice League. It's an original graphic novel. Uh, retails for $8.99. On the other end of the spectrum is a great monthly comic book that is really one of the best out there if you're looking for something that's a good, solid superhero story with a, with somebody that, that kids want to see, and it's okay in this format. It's Marvel Action Spider-Man. This is a joint publishing uh, thing from IDW and Marvel Comics because obviously, Spider Man's a Marvel Comics joint, but IDW is in on this one. And this is number six in this really great monthly series. And this one, Craven, Craven the Hunter, he's been tracking Spidey and some of his friends, Miles and Gwen, for example. And yeah, they all exist in the same universe here. It's great, and it really is fun, and it's great for all ages. Our seven year old doesn't like it too much. But if he really liked superheroes, I think he would dig this thus this is a great comic book for kids in elementary school or middle school and this is a great example of a cool all-age comic book because it skews young like any elementary school kid can look at this comic book and be okay with it except they, they may need some help with some of the words especially the younger elementary school kids but those middle school kids can read this and say you know what this is my my comfort reading i'm going to relax and read this and that, that's kind of what you want sometimes even as a kid and as an adult you just want to do some comfort reading thus marvel action spider-man it's out this week and it's only three ninety-nine. dollars i think you'll really dig it when we talked about the elementary school ratings and how quickly kids can phase in or out of something this is uh one of the key properties you're talking about with with a a large noticeable difference uh my little pony they have a brand new miniseries out. This is My Little Pony Feats of Friendship. It's from IDW Publishing. retails for $3.99. And this is one of those one that's going to be great for elementary school kids. Elementary school kids. Middle school kids probably won't dig it at all unless you're a brony and you, you read it for like the, the outlier novelty of it. Just to kind of, you know, because you're a brony. And that's cool. Mainly, this is going to be for elementary school kids. Uh, it's My Little Pony, Feats of Friendship, and um, Saints Behold, are you going to Dragon Con this year? Um, Dragon Con, put it on your radar if you're not hip to it. It happens in Atlanta, Labor Day weekend. Uh, I think it's the first weekend every September in Atlanta. Massive, massive uh, popular culture. Science fiction superhero thing. It's almost it's almost hard to describe because it's not like a, a giveaway fair where you you go to this con to get the giveaways or to to do whatever. It's not like that. You go there because of the fans. It really is huge, but it's massive. About I think last year, approximately sixty five thousand people were there. It's huge. They have a great parade that they're. It's that's kind of like their their tent pole, as it were, and a lot of people who don't come to Dragon Con just go to the parade they see the parade then they split however if you have a young science fiction fan or a young pop culture fan it's worth checking out to actually go in other words to buy a ticket and explore it because you'll see some amazing cosplay and they've got this they've got a track just for kids it's called a oh they changed the name of it it used to be kaleidoscope <laughs> And it's in. If you look at the uh, the DragonCon app, it's still under K. I think it's called Kids Track. Don't double uh, double check me on that. I was listening to their podcast last night, and they were talking about how they changed the name because of that. They were like, "What's kaleidoscope?" And it, uh, let's just call it Kids Track. Some fabulous stuff. We went last year, and they had some cats from NASA there who did some really cool science experiments. And it's things that you don't expect. I mean, you've got some obvious fan stuff. Like this year, there's gonna be a a My Little Pony track just for the kids. So if you're a brony, you won't be able to come in. But if you're a kid, Or their parent that really likes My Little Pony and you want to celebrate it and speak to some of the creators and just tell stories about why you like My Little Pony. That is going to be one of the tracks this year at Dragon Con. Also this year at Dragon Con, in the Kids Con track, there's going to be a couple Disney tracks. And I mention that also because Disney Frozen, The Hero Within... This is a mini series from Dark Horse Comics that is out this week, and it's $3.99. Who is this going to be good for? I'll say it's good for elementary, eh, through some middle school kids. It's all going to depend, and this is going to—it's going to have a little more legs than My Little Pony. A little more legs meaning it's going to skew a little bit older, just because it's Frozen, you know. And with Frozen 2 coming out in November, it's sparking a lot of interest. Even our nine-year-old who used to run at the Mere thought of going to see Frozen or seeing it on DVD or hearing that song again is curious about seeing Frozen 2. I think because they're pitching it, at least through the trailer, a a little more as kind of an action film. Which is cool because that hooks me in also. Disney Frozen, the hero within number two. It is out. Actually, it came out last week. (laughs) But it's still good. I also mention it because of this. Disney Frankenstein starring Donald, starring Donald Duck. This is a trade paperback, and what this is, it's uh, it's one of those never seen in America type things, but might have been previously seen or published overseas. And this one skews older. If, if you look at the ratings for it from Dark Horse, it says eight and up, and, and that well could be true, but I would even say 10 and up, and not because of the content, just because of the reading, because fans of Donald Duck tend to be younger, and that's the way we were. We used to purchase a lot of the, the Disney comics until we realized that there's a lot of reading in it. It's a lot of reading for little kids. Um, our seven-year-old still likes all the Disney characters, but he doesn't like to read that much, at least that much about Disney. So he is kind of... He hasn't aged out of this. He just lost interest because there's so much reading in this. But if you're a reader, maybe maybe even nine and up, and you want to read a, a kind of a, a twisted disney tale about donald getting his frankenstein on check this out because it retails for what just under 11 dollars, and it it stays close to the the story from mary shelley frankenstein mary shelley's frankenstein duckenstein they call it archie we mentioned the other week uh archie predator as a (laughs) as a middle school or high school comic book i love this thing we're buying it right now i think issue number two in this 5 issue shoe series, comes out next week. But Archie, one of the, the great things about this property in Riverdale is that it can go so many different directions. Case in point, in 2009, Archie got hitched. I mean, Archie, Archie has survived the Thanos snap more than anyone because he has so many different timelines. And in this timeline, in 2009, he got married. He got hitched. It's 10 years afterwards now, so he is celebrating his 10th anniversary to Betty or Veronica. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't follow this miniseries when it came out in 2009, so I don't know who he got married to. But this picks up on his life and who his wife is 10 years into their marriage. Does he have kids? What's the grind? Uh, has he gotten the dad bod yet? There, There are a lot of fun little things that can skew into this. And this is where it's not going to be for everybody. Elementary school kids probably won't take it. Some middle school kids may like it, and some high school kids may like it who grew up with Archie or who are watching Riverdale and want to read something about Archie and the friends in Riverdale <laughs> without going all juvenile, or at least too juvenile. Thus it is this. Archie married life ten years later. This is number one, and this is a mini series. I think it's pretty cute and pretty fun. What are you reading? Uh, if you want to share it with us, you can, hey, drop it in the comments uh, on the podcast or tweet us at Daddy Mojo and say, hey, we're reading this. You can even hashtag it Daddy Mojo or All Age Comic Books, and we will follow accordingly. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Daddy Mojo. Be sure to tune in next time. For more information on any of the things we talked about today, just check out the website, daddymojo.net, or hit us up at Daddy Mojo on social media.